It's time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the, of course, uh, Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good. Thank you. Let's talk about those markets. Has it, is it fair to say, Lori, that the last couple of weeks has been a bit of a roller coaster ride on the markets? Uh, it definitely has been a roller coaster uh, ride on the markets, but again, strong over the past week. On average, uh, the indices were up maybe 4% from the lows. So, like the SP was up 5% over the past week, NASDAQ up 6%, uh, Dow up 37 uh, and the TSX was also up 3.5%. And the TSX is actually positive on the year now. And I think a lot of this has to do with investors have really digested the fears around interest rates heading higher this year. Uh, and now view the the weakness as an opportunity. Remember, the markets closed very strongly uh, in 2021. And so this, again, sometimes when there's a sell-off or a correction, again, that creates uh, some sort of opportunity, right? And technology was hit the hardest. Uh, and remember, the Fed is only expected to raise rates uh, in the U.S. in March by a quarter point. And economic data really affirms that the economy remains strong and can really handle uh, interest rates heading higher somewhat. Uh, you look at Canadian GDP estimates for November, they came in above expectations and our economy is tracking towards fourth quarter growth rate of 6.4%. I mean, GDP is now back above pre-pandemic levels in Canada and US GDP for the fourth quarter uh, in the US was also strong at 6.9%. So most importantly, earnings season is back in focus and off to a great start. Corporate okay. profits growing at 24%. So I think I think there's a lot of things that are positive out there. And I think it just got really doomy and gloomy there for a while. Whoa, did you say corporate profits are up 24%? Like where were some of the great results? Uh, yeah, you look at Apple beat estimates, uh, earnings over 20% with strong growth in every product category except for iPads. Uh, and that was, again, despite supply chain issues and their outlook remained strong. Visa and MasterCard showed double-digit growth uh, as spending uh, sorry, as spending continues to improve. Uh, yesterday, Google came out with another blockbuster report um, and sales and profits jumped over 30%. Uh, due to strong advertising revenue. So these are just a few examples of many companies that continue to do well uh, in the face of uh, issues such as inflation, supply chains, or or interest rates. So again, you got to pick your sectors, pick your companies. And again, for us, we're usually uh, invested in large cap uh, leaders, right? And so again, uh, when you see the markets coming down in January, it doesn't mean everything is coming down. And again, it could create some opportunities in what you want to add to your portfolio. Okay, so that's, but this, if you talk about taking advantage of opportunities, sounds to me like you really need to talk to somebody about that. Definitely. I mean, you, you, I believe in active management. Um, I think buy and hold, uh, you can get hit pretty hard. And again, so that kind of softens the blow when markets have corrections. But again, you know, we had a bit of cash from, you know, taking some profits in early January when this correction started. And we're able to put that, uh, some of that cash back to work last week and buy some of these companies that we wanted uh, at lower prices. So again, you know, as an, you know, individual investor trying to, uh, you know, uh, keep track of the markets the way that we do will be probably next to impossible if you have a life, uh, you know, and we have a lot of people that are dedicated to watching the markets and the news that's coming out and making logical decisions based on that. So again, when you see markets come down, you don't want to panic. You don't want to just sell all your holdings. Um, you know, it's really a case by case basis and you want to be able to depend on a financial advisor or a financial team uh, to make those decisions for you. Okay, that sounds like it's important. Now, we're also going to talk about mutual funds this morning because there are some pitfalls about investing in them. What are those? 
Yeah, you know, a lot of people call us and, you know, they want us to look at their portfolio and they've got a lot of mutual funds or only mutual funds. And again, I think that, you know, this needs to be brought up time and time again, uh, because a lot of people aren't happy with how their mutual funds perform because they do well when markets are going higher, but then they really get hit when markets have a correction. Um, and I think some of the things that we see, uh, some of the main problems I see with just a pure mutual fund portfolio is one is the lack of transparency. And this can lead to kind of higher anxiety for investors and, and people when they look at their accounts online and all they see is, you know, the, the name of the fund. They actually don't know what those funds are holding. Um, so again, it's less transparent than holding a portfolio of, say, individual stocks and so on. And so I think that's one of the issues. So when markets are going down, they have no idea how much cash they have, if any. They don't know what stocks they're in, and they just see the fund going down. Um, a second issue we see is high fees, right? Um, Simi, you and I have talked about this many times mm -hmm. before. I mean, management fees of mutual funds can and can be typically higher than other kind of ways to invest out there. And, you know, we've seen fees sometimes as high as two to 3% out there. So, um, many investors also don't realize if they, you know, are paying a fee to their advisor that there might be a fee underlying to the mutual fund. So again, you just want full transparency. Uh, you want to make sure that you also have some sort of risk management on the portfolio. Right. And, you know, uh, usually with funds, a lot of them don't move to cash. Uh, they really don't have a, a great way of protecting you on the downside. Okay, but are there any benefits to having mutual funds? Like when would you use them? Yeah, in terms of funds, I mean, we're usually investing in, as uh, you know, I've said many times, in individual holdings or stocks, uh, low-cost exchange-traded funds. Uh, but sometimes we're using bond fund managers in order to get exposure to the bond market. These guys are active. Like when I look at the bond market last year in Canada, the bond index was somewhere down 5% where the active bond managers that we use were up 7%. So there's a reason for that. They're adding value, right? Um, or if you're trying to get exposure to an external manager, again, one that's more active, uh, and this is the only way to invest with them. But, uh, you know, the, when, when you walk into, say, a bank branch and, you know, they're just showing you all of their bank mutual funds, usually I would say there's a better way to do things, right? There's not one place that would have all the best mutual funds uh, for you to invest in. And, and the other problem with having just mutual funds, a lot of people don't realize is that they're actually over diversified. So if you have, you know, 10, 15 mutual funds in your portfolio, you may have over like a thousand stocks. And so you're always only going to do as well as the market does on the way up, possibly, but uh, on the way down as well, which you don't want to see. You definitely want to see some added value there to, to whoever you're paying, um, whether it's a mutual fund or a portfolio manager or whatever it may be. Okay. All right. Let's talk about also dealing with a lump sum of cash, which, you know, people inherit and then all of a sudden you find that you're dealing with this lump sum of money and, and it's a little overwhelming to decide what to do with it. Yeah, I can't tell you how many calls we're getting on this subject because I think um, because rates are so low and everybody knows that inflation is high. So even people who have never invested, um, you know, in the markets before are wondering, what am I supposed to do right now? And some examples we're seeing of people who come into lump sums. So people sell their home or investment property. Uh, people sell their business, GICs maturing, and they're seeing what rates they can get, and they're not happy with that. Uh, they're looking at their uh, savings accounts that have accumulated in the bank, and they're realizing, you know, they're getting maybe 0.1% or 0.2 on these high interest savings accounts. Uh, that I put high interest savings in quotations because uh, they're not. 
Um, you know, you receive <laughs> right. a, a you receive a large inheritance is another one. So there's a lot of reasons why people are going. Okay, well, I have this lump sum. What do I do with it? And the the issue you have is when rates are you know one one and a half percent possibly. Um, and then lower. Uh, if inflation is close to five percent, you're basically losing that on your your investments uh, or your cash. So you need to look at an, you know another home for that money. And so again, investing in in the markets is not the same as investing in the GIC. Obviously, right? You have to deal with volatility. You could lose mon- money, all those sorts of things. But again, if you're you're not needing that money tomorrow or in six months from now or even a year from now, and it's really you know, long term, then you should be looking at maybe more of a balanced portfolio. But again, always talking to a financial advisor, financial team, about what your options are really, right? Because, you know, the, the world is changing right now and rates are going to be going up. Uh, however, you need to just take into account that we may be in an inflationary period here for some time. So again, you need to have a strategy uh, to deal with that. All right. Sounds good, Lori. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much, Simi. Have a great day. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact her team directly. Their number is 604-695-LORI, or you can check out their website, pinkowski.ca.